This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. White Reaper would be a great nickname for that uh, that woman in the wedding dress who showed up at her husband's workplace and demanded that he marry her on the spot. Pardon? <laughs> you didn't hear about this? No. It's a video that went viral over the weekend. A woman put on a wedding dress, showed up at a Target store where her boyfriend works, and demanded that they get married right then and right there. Okay. How did it go? I've got the audio. It's kind of tough to hear, but I want to play this because it's super awkward. Like, if you don't marry me this second, I brought the you know, that's the easiest cut that guy could have made. If he didn't do, if she didn't do that, he'd be the jerk for proposing and then never marrying her. But now, boom, clean break for him. Yeah, if he was on the fence, there's his out. <laughs> I wish he just pulled the microphone over and was like, clean up on aisle three. Security, clean up on aisle three. <laughs> could you bring the mop? There's about to be some tears. <laughs> you, you couldn't hear him, but uh, he like very quietly said, can we please go talk about this outside? <gasps> I love the bridesmaid too. He's like, this is my bridesmaid. She's like, hey, woo, hey, I heard there's a wedding. It's like they were expecting people to give them a, a round of applause, like in a movie or something like that. Yeah. Mm-mm. The White Reaper. There she is, full <laughs> wedding gown on, walks into Target. And speaking of wedding gowns, Jim, you got a story there. This is, a, is good for a chuckle as well. Yes. I. You, you ever see those uh, Facebook ads, wish.com? Yeah. Dirt cheap products. And you know, the, How can this stuff be this cheap? Yeah. Like, look at this photo. This is a nice sweater. Oh, sweet. Uh-huh. A can opener for 40 cents? Oh, awesome. All sorts of crazy crap. Like, this website sells everything including wedding dresses. So one lady who was about to be married decided uh, she was going to buy a wedding dress off Wish because it was only $100. A steal. And, and the photo looks brilliant. Like, or the photo, like, it looks like, you know, really nice wedding dress. It's got, like, the lace on the arms. It's long and flowing. Um, it was $102 Canadian. And she bought it. It showed up. And it looked... Nothing like the advertisement. Shocker. Not form-fitting whatsoever. I just emailed you the photo, Taz, but it is... It looks like a white trash bag pulled over. It looks like a garbage bag. It kind of looks like a woman got drunk at a party and fell into some curtains and then stood up. (laughs) And she was very upset about this, obviously. This was going to be her big day. Yeah, she's uh, upset. And uh, the worst part is they won't even take the refund. Like, she can't send it back. There's no refunds with Wish, apparently, because it's so cheap. Well, because it's, it's brutal. It's a scam. My my friend ordered a Halloween costume a couple years ago. He posted on his social media. Our buddy Greg Benz, he got a Pennywise the Clown costume, and he posted what it was supposed to look like in the ad. You see these all the time. Yeah. And then what it actually looked like, and it looked like just garbage. It looked nothing like the picture. Yeah. Our, one of our coworkers, Chelsea the Promo Girl, bought a black dress. And again, oh, yeah. a garbage bag. It, it looked look, fully like a garbage it bag. It looked on ridiculous. Her. So, note to self never 
ever buy anything off Wish.com because not only is it going to not look like the ad, it, you can't return it. Well, especially if your special day is hinging on it. But I mean, do you feel bad for this woman? Like, how how crazy can you be to think that you can buy a, a wedding dress for $100 and it's going to If it's, it's not at a thrift store. Yeah. You got to try it on. And in the photo, if you see the original model wearing it, you're like, there's no way I will get that dress for $100 and there's no <laughs> way it's going to look like that on me. <laughs> right. Instead of spending seven grand, I'm just going to spend a hundred, and it's going to look just as good. Stupid women! What are they buying all these expensive dresses for? I just made it like a bandit. No, no. <laughs> yeah, that poor lady. She must have been devastated when she walked into Target and forced her fiance, her boyfriend, <laughs> to propose. <laughs> uh, I would have married you, but not in that dress. So it turns out David Crosby's a bit of a jerk, huh, Jim? Yeah. Eddie Van Halen passed away last week. Someone asked um, David Crosby for his opinion on Eddie, and David Crosby's response was, meh. (laughs) Obviously, some people were taken aback by that statement. Yeah. Meh. You don't say meh when anyone dies, (laughs) right? Yeah, yeah, because it wasn't even like, what do you think of his guitar playing? It was just like, I saw a tweet about his death, and he just responded, meh. Meh. Like, what? Huh? Uh, I know Danko Jones was upset about it. He got blocked by David Crosby on, on the weekend because he was tweeting about <laughs> oh boy, Danko. how much better uh, Eddie Van Halen is than, than uh, David Crosby. Tracy Guns from the band LA Guns was pretty ticked off, too. He said online, wrong answer. As F, rude as F. There are better ways to say you don't care for someone's music. This was very disrespectful. And straight out, F you and your smug answer, David Crosby. Especially when, you know, I haven't particularly listened to David Crosby's guitar work. You know, I know he's a talented songwriter, you know, pretty influential. But Eddie Van Halen blows him out of the water. Easy. I've always been a Stephen Stills guy. (laughs) Give me stills or young. Yeah. Nash little, even. Little Crosby. Crosby's like that stupid mustache on his face. Yeah. That thing's meh. Hasn't he died like five times already too, David Crosby? <laughs> I don't know. They, they keep resuscitating him. Dee Snyder tweeted out, I've always hated David Crosby and his mustache. So Crosby was getting some heat and he decided to try and clarify on social media. He posted, David Crosby on Twitter, um, quote, Hendrix changed the world of guitar. Nobody else, really. Look, I get it. Many of you love Van Halen. And the one time I met him, he was nice. And he was talented. Matt, to me, means I don't care that much. And I don't. Doesn't mean he wasn't good, but he's just not for me. I guess it's, you know, realistically, it is a generational thing, you know? If he yeah. doesn't get it, because I guess the, the tweet that was tweeted to him said, like, I know you're not a metal fan, but what do you think? So it, clearly he's already admitted he doesn't like hard rock. So it's, I guess it's just personal taste, but it seems like bad But the timing. guy just died. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Maybe, maybe just think about it before you hit send on that one. Meh. Especially when all these incredible artists are saying how much of an influence Eddie is. Like, you can't meh away how big of an influence he was. I agree. Like I could saw I, David Crosby uh, walked up to me on the street. I'd ask for his autograph because I loved him in Cocoon. <laughs> I, thought, I think that was Wilford Brimley. What? 
Ah, man. But the way the, <laughs> the way the internet works, too, you know, he, Crosby's knocking on heaven's door. He's almost 80. Yeah, how you many, know people are going to meh his death, How many mehs is he going to get? Oh, exactly. God. Final seconds here in this NBA season. And that's it. It's over. This historic 2020 NBA championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers conquer the bubble, and batter number 17 will soon hang in the rafters. Congratulations to the Lakers. They did it. They uh, they won another championship, and that means the Toronto Raptors no longer uh, NBA champions. They had a good run, though. Oh, extra six months in there. <laughs> exactly. But uh, cool to see LeBron get another championship. Uh, argument now raging, of course, is he the greatest of all time, Jim? Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, I mean, of course, uh, Kobe and uh, Michael Jordan still have more rings in total, but uh, they've never been to the finals, I think, 10 or 11 times. How, how many times LeBron's been there now? By collecting his fourth career finals MVP, LeBron moves to outright second behind Michael Jordan for most times winning the MVP. He becomes the first player in NBA history to win it with three different teams. Hmm. The Heat, Cavaliers, and now the Lakers. Um, he's on all sorts of lists for for breaking records here. You can really just pick and choose here. He broke another record by taking the court for Game 6, 260th appearance of James's playoff career. Wild. In his 17th season, he's made the postseason 15 times in 17 seasons. And uh, he's never lost in the first round. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. He's still got a big chip on his shoulder, though, too. Like, after one of the main things he said was, I want my damn respect. It's like, who cares what other people think of you, dude? Like, the numbers talk for themselves. Yeah, I think he gets respect. You're never going to get respect from everybody. Yeah, yeah. Right? Let the haters hate. It was cool also to see the Lakers win because of the Kobe thing, right? We lost a... Kobe Bryant in a terrible helicopter crash earlier in the season, and to see the Lakers go on and win it was great. Kobe's wife, Vanessa, congratulated the team on the victory, saying, Kobe was right. Stay the course and block out the noise. Um, I wish Kobe and Gianna were here to see this. Of course, Gianna was Kobe's daughter, who was also killed in that accident. So, uh, you know, for an emotional reason, very cool to see the Lakers win. (laughs) Rajon Rondo was uh, celebrating down on the court after the victory, and he's getting some heat, and so is ESPN, because they posted a picture of Rajon sitting there like with all the confetti on the ground after all the chaos had, had subsided. And the um, uh, his son is next to him. His son is eight years old, and it looks like his son is drinking a bot- from a bottle of champagne in the picture that ESPN posted. <laughs> oh, come on. We all had a sip of our dad's beer when we were kids. <laughs> yeah, and our dads never won the NBA championship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were just trying to be funny and get a picture to, you know, a little Polaroid of their kid drinking a, a Molson Export to show their buddies. Yeah. <laughs> No big. Like, I mean, if the kid was walking around with the bottle all night, yeah, we got a problem, but a little sip, uh, whatever. Uh, Rajon Jr. may have been drinking Martinelli's non-alcoholic cider because the company reposted the pictures and they uh, called it a Martinelli's moment. 
So it, there's a good chance it wasn't even alcohol. Okay. It, it was like a, just a sparkling cider. Well, that's just good fun then. <laughs> he is swigging out of it like he's had a couple Martinelli moments before, though. <laughs> he, he ain't no rookie. He's got a little swag there. I'd be so mad if somebody accidentally put those in the locker room when you go to celebrate. You're like, what's this non-alcoholic garbage doing here? <laughs> Give me the real stuff. My body's been a temple for <laughs> yeah. the last 12 months. I've been in a bubble. You're giving me Martinelli's? <laughs> Where's the Dom Perignon? <laughs> let's check in and see how things are going. Uh, let's start with London. There is an outbreak, a COVID-19 outbreak declared at UWO Western University in one of the residences over there, London Hall. Um, they are investigating... How this started, um, some saying that there's been parties in the residences at night. Of course. Yeah, you're locked in there. You're you're away from home. I love that. They tell all the kids, don't go home for Thanksgiving. Stay in your residence and catch COVID instead. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> um, the outbreak um, is being tracked right now to see who else may have been exposed here. 20 new cases recorded on Sunday in London, which is pretty big. And <laughs> did you know there's a residence? I'm just looking at the residences in in London at uh, Western. There's one called Beaver Hall. No. Yeah. It's right near London Hall. Hmm. Beaver Hall. Where do you live? I live in Beaver Hall. That's just, you're begging for jokes. <laughs> any Any freshman who shows up there... <clears throat> Right. Yeah. Different kinds of outbreaks in Beaver Hall. <laughs> beaver fever. Got some beaver fever. <laughs> and then there's a, a big outbreak in Hamilton. Did you see this? Spinco, yes. which is a uh, uh, one of those spin class places, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, the site of Hamilton's worst active COVID outbreak. Nearly 50 primary and secondary cases of COVID-19 are now linked to this fitness studio. Uh, Five more patrons, one more staff member were added to the total on the weekend. 36 riders, two staff members have all tested positive for coronavirus. Yikes. You know, I I know businesses have to stay open to to survive, but I can't think of anything that's more of a cesspool of germs than a spin class. Well, any any sort of fitness studio where you're surrounded by people would be, you'd think, very dangerous. Yeah, the sweat, the deep breathing. Yeah. Some of the bikes have like fans on them, so it's just blowing everything around. Uh huh. Mm. Yeah, this is more evidence, and we've talked about this before. You try to be healthy, and what happens? Yep. You know, there's the always the listeria outbreaks and the lettuce and spinach. Don't bother. Yeah, you never hear about Twinkies Mm-mm. causing salmonella, do you? No, they survived the, <laughs> the nuclear holocaust. They'll, they'll live through anything. Right. So this is what you get for trying to be healthy. A big outbreak. 50 cases linked to Hamilton's Spinco. Hopefully um, they're able to contain it, and hopefully everyone who was affected by that outbreak is able to recover from the disease. No wonder I'm so confused. I, I keep thinking it's Monday, but it's it's not. Long weekend. Had Thanksgiving, and uh, now we're back at it for a short week. But... Um, 
also, there's a football game on tonight, Jim. Yeah, the Bills got right. the old uh, bump from last week because of COVID. Your Buffalo Bills will be playing the Tennessee Titans tonight, and um, usually there's there's not a football game on Tuesday. So there you go. There's another reason why I'm so confused today. Yeah, not your fault. It's the, uh, the NFL and COVID-19's fault. There's been a number of teams whose schedules have now been adjusted because of COVID. Broncos, Bills, Kansas City Chiefs, Miami Dolphins, L.A. Chargers, New York Jets, and the Jacksonville Jaguars have all had their schedules adjusted because Mm -hmm. of COVID, which makes you wonder, are we going to be able to get through this entire season? You're going to have to keep doing some adjustments to the schedule. Like, at what point does it just get to be too much, right? Yeah, really is a miracle how we got through the NHL and NBA season without this. Yeah, I guess the no, bubbles were no positive tests in the NBA bubble. Yeah, and they gave out the uh, championship to the Lakers on the weekend. Uh, but there's other, so much stuff involved with with moving an NFL game that you don't even really think about. Like for example, they've got a uh, a Monday night football song. They didn't have a Tuesday night football song. Yeah. They, they had to scramble and come up with one. Hmm. Luckily, they uh, they pulled it out just in time. Here, I've got it. You want to hear? The, the NFL Tuesday Night Football song? Oh, yeah, like? brand new. Here Would it love is. love to. Well, it's Tuesday night. There's a whole new task because the Tennessee Titans didn't wear their mask. Some of them got that COVID-19 and could have infected every other team. But they all got tested. They feel all right. So now they're playing football on a Tuesday night. <laughs> I'm Both bummed. teams are undefeated. Titans and Buffalo, <laughs> they're pumped up more than the Incredible Hulk, played by Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> so the schedule's all screwed up, let's hope they feel alright, so they can play football on a Tuesday night. Can't stop eating turkey. Oh, I've got a little Tupperware full of turkey and mashed potatoes with gravy sitting next to me, Jim. I'm just waiting for the right moment. Wait till after the show so you don't nap on the floor. I know. I did wear, I did wear my jeans, my deceiving jeans that are actually sweatpants with the waistband, the rubber elastic waistband. You got your jaggings on? <laughs> yeah, my, is that what they're called? I think jaggings, so. Jaggings, jaggings, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wearing <laughs> my jaggings to work. They're your Thanksgiving pants. Uh, you have any leftover turkey? I, I don't, I don't. Uh, the girlfriend's parents do, but, uh, we They didn't send you home with some? I, she, my girlfriend spent all day with them. I left after four hours and I was going to text her and say, bring some turkey home with you, but, uh, forgot the text. I thought she'd bring some home, but, uh, I forgot. So I think I might sneak over and grab some later. That's what happens when you assume, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, we got a message here from Danny. Danny says, Hey guys, I cooked a giant turkey and no one was allowed to come over. Could you please ask the listeners for suggestions as to what I should do with all the leftover meat? Sandwiches, baby. Yeah. I wonder how long turkey stays good in the fridge for. Maybe three or four days? Probably the same as chicken. And I've looked it up. I think five days is the max for mm. chicken. Like if you cook chicken on the weekend, yeah, you're basically good till like Thursday, maybe Friday if you're making lunches with it. Mm-hmm. You can freeze it though. That's a suggestion for you, Danny. I've done this where you just get uh, small Ziploc bags and you put whatever serving size of turkey you think you'd be using um, 
and you zip them up, you put them in the freezer, you pull them out, they defrost in no time at all, and then you'll be making turkey sandwiches for the next three months. Nice. Yeah, it, it freezes nicely if you put it in the Ziploc bag. Try and get all the air out of the bag and then zip her up. Getting some messages here. Soup. Make soup out of it. Killer suggestions coming in. Hey, uh, you guys should make leftover turkey chili. Oh, Ooh, that sounds good. That's a good idea. Um, here's a picture that was text messaged to us. It says, this is what I did yesterday. It was so good. Turkey eggs Benedict. She's turkey poached egg and hollandaise sauce. It was delicious. <laughs> Sharp cheddar cheese on the bottom. That does look really good. Like, what doesn't turkey go with? So, uh, I had a client years ago, and he told me about this. So you take your leftover turkey, you chop it up, and you put it in the bottom of, like, a baking pan to go in the oven. It's like a shepherd's pie. Yes. A layer of turkey, a layer of gravy, a layer of stuffing, another layer of gravy... Then you do your veggies, another layer of gravy, and then your baked potato on top, and you cook it as a shepherd's pie. <laughs> and while it's in the oven, you get the defibrillator ready. <laughs> <laughs> How many gravy it. layers were there? Was there more than two gravy layers? There's three, times. So you go, you go meat, <laughs> meat, gravy, stuffing, gravy, vegetables, gravy, mashed potatoes. Okay. Have, it is an absolute game changer. Oh, it sounds amazing. Was there any cranberry involved in that or no? That's optional. That's personal preference. If you want it, go for it. But I don't put it in mine. Uh, Served on the side. If you want, sure. I'll tell you, man. It's the best way to utilize all your leftovers. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Mm. Well, I guess that's another thing you could do is get a pie crust and do like a a turkey pot pie. That'd be good. Yeah, you could for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. What do you call that dish? I just call it like a Thanksgiving shepherd pie. It sounds awesome. Jim, do you agree? Yeah, I, I want a little gravy on the side for dipping, I think. It's not enough gravy. <laughs> not enough gravy. And just a, a tall, warm glass of gravy to drink. <laughs> Jim, let's do some movie news. Okay. This is exciting. I know you'll be pumped for this. Netflix has optioned Elf on the Shelf. <laughs> I am jazzed. Your favorite. Is I, this... Go, yeah, go ahead. Is this going to be a, like a horror movie or is it going to be a kid's movie? <laughs> when you do Taz and Jim's Elf on a Shelf, it is a horror movie. Mm-hmm. But this is going to be kids' stuff. Um, they're working with the authors of the book. Did you know there was an Elf on the, uh, on the Shelf book that went no. along with the little character that mm. hides around um, kids' houses at Christmas time. If you're new to the show, every year we dress Jim like an elf on a shelf, and he goes and he tries to convince kids that he's actually their elf on a shelf come to life. Yeah, their parents give me the name and what the elf has been doing, so I'll just pretend that was me the whole time. And you've been able to convince a number of children that you are indeed their elf. It's 75% of the kids fall for it, I'd say. It's a fun little thing. I don't think we'll be able to do it this year because of COVID. I don't know how many parents want you well in the best of times i don't know how many parents want you around their children (laughs) but now with covid we're gonna have to come up with something else for uh, jim kelly's elf on a shelf Mm. and hopefully we don't get sued by netflix because yeah they bought the rights and they're going to be making a whole bunch of elf on the shelf content disney has announced that they're making a space mountain movie a film based on the famous ride at the theme park Mm. Have you ever ridden Space Mountain, Jim? No, I was at Disneyland for the first time this year, but uh, didn't didn't even see it. I don't no? know if I was in the wrong park or what. 
It's okay. I, back in the day, I guess it was pretty exciting. It's like a roller coaster in the dark with some flashing lights and stuff. But I guess it's enough. It's enough of an iconic name that they've decided to make a film out of it, like they did with Pirates of the Caribbean. Which was great. Huge hit for them. Yeah. Uh, the first seven of those movies were good. I thought <laughs> number eight through 14 were a little <laughs> lackluster. But uh, they, they've they done uh, Haunted Mansion. Eddie Murphy was in that. Another okay. movie based on one of the rides at Disneyland. And uh, the one that's in the can right now that was supposed to come out over the summer was Jungle Cruise with The Rock and Emily Blunt. Oh, I didn't know that was a Disney ride either. Yeah, that was uh-huh. a Disney ride as well, but uh, that one hasn't, we haven't seen it yet because movie theaters um, obviously have scaled back with COVID. But We're, Weirdly enough, the movie theaters are closed, but Disneyland is open. I know. What? So you can go on the ride, but you can't go see the movie. But Space Mountain is going to be... A movie now. I wonder if there's going to be any decapitations in the movie. <laughs> Don't tell me that's happened. Was there not a decapitation on, <laughs> on Space Mountain? I didn't think any of these rides were that exhilarating that there could be a possible... Okay, hold on like a that. second. I just typed in, was someone beheaded on Space Mountain? Seven Walt Disney World urban legends you totally think are true, but definitely aren't. Hmm. Okay, well, I've been, yeah, I've been hearing since I was a kid that someone was decapitated on Space Mountain, so this is news to me. Uh, there's a rumor that floats around that somebody undid their seatbelt, stood up on the ride, but no one has ever been decapitated on Space Mountain. That's re- a relief, holy. Put up a sign. There should be a sign there. FYI, (laughs) nobody has ever been decapitated on this ride. Yeah, that'll make you feel more comfortable getting on it. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.